Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of of what, gentlemen? What is it? What is this? <laughs> pre-match, 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 Muti. Pre-match, Muti. Yes, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to build up on 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 the introduction for pre-match since it's the only yes. match. Exactly, it's the only match for the week. Uh, that's a new update. But before we get into that update, obviously, we're just going to touch on the fact that Man City yes. and Arsenal top the log, ladies and gentlemen, to to the point of Wonga's haircut. They're fresh like his team. And we got the Battle of the Bridge on and off the field between Tuchel and Conte. We got Man United <laughs> and Liverpool obviously stuttering their first two games. Man United officially sitting 20th on the log and Liverpool sitting 12th. Not too good for these two sides. And obviously, the next yeah, game, yeah, yeah. Into I'll it, do some, they're going to be something great, guys. <laughs> and then we've got uh, <laughs> newbies, Nottingham Forest beating the Hammers. And it's quite interesting because Nottingham Forest have uh, continued spending. They spent another 40, what is it, 45.0 or 43.5 billion pounds today. So the second highest spenders of the league. And we're going to be unpacking the weekend's results as well. So, gentlemen, in the house, we've got top right corner, Wonga Denga, the fresh haircut Denga there, the Denganator. And then bottom, we've got one Man United fan who's got some good news in the transfers uh, season. He's changing his colors from blue or from green to blue, sorry, but I'll let him tell you all about it. Sello? Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm changing, I'm changing jobs, guys. Yeah, so from, from next month, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, uh, 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 as, as Fabri, Fabri says, here we go, confirmed, side sealed, delivered. Here we go. I've changed um, jobs from uh, the current colors, which is green, uh, to blue. Um, so yeah, so, so yeah, that's, that's me from next month. Hey, um, and yeah, man, I'm excited about the new job. Uh, I've been at my current place for seven and a half years. Which is yeah, quite a long time. Claudio doesn't know what that is because um, he, uh, he, he, no. he probably he's probably ever been in corporate for a year, probably. Uh, and no, that's about I, it. So, so I spent I spent a good like ten years at one football club, and I learned um, my errors <laughs> my errors in that way. So I was like not doing it in the working world. But it is quite interesting. So oh, there goes Wanga Denga. Um, and it's so funny that he was saying this, his this internet line was happens, working. The, this always happens when we go live. He's sorted, and then boom. It's like but today it's okay. just came it's to okay. show off. He just came to show his face because uh, he knew. And, 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 and he's got a new haircut, that's why. And new haircut. And now he's done. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all you're going to get from an Arsenal fan today. But Axelo, uh, it's interesting. You've got a nice background there. Um, you're leaving the green sort of side of things, the blue side of things, but no green screen needed now to have a, a nice picture there of uh, an old, old Trafford. Hey, man. It's called nice. Old Trafford for a reason, look, man, because it's look, breaking look down. The Look at the grass. Look at the grass. It's lush. It's green. It's getting watered for the game on Monday. The big game between between us two. But I guess we'll get into a bit more detail later on that. Thanks, we thanks, will. Louis. Thanks, thanks, Louis yeah. for, 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 for for the comment there. Yeah, he noticed, Louis. We appreciate you. If uh, you're in the comments for the first time, don't be afraid to say hello. Celo loves um, saying one or two things, so don't be shy there. Um, but yes, we are back, and let us kick off with the. The first topic, I might as well move it because Wong has disappeared. So we're not going to talk about that game. So look, we might as well just jump straight into Man United here, sir. It's uh, Brentford yeah, 4, Man United 0, at, um, away from home, sorry. The startup team giving a proper hiding in the first half. I think yeah. United's biggest defeat was 5-0. Um, this is not far from it. Overall thoughts, opinions, in terms of how things shook out here. Yeah, I think, you know... Like, I guess not luckily, but I guess also likely and unluckily for me. Um, I wasn't watching the game, you know, I was watching the Springbok game at that point in time, but I just heard um, that we had gone. I think probably by the time the Springbok game ended, I think it was 3 0 or yeah, 3 0 already, and it was crazy. I couldn't believe it, uh, you know. And I watched the game back uh, to see what, what happened, but I think. What you can see with this team is that their confidence is quite low as a club. Uh, and because their confidence is quite low as, as a team, as soon as De Gea made that mistake, you could see their heads drop. You know, so I think it's very important for a team mm. like Man United to get the first goal because once they once they trail, once they go behind, they seem so vulnerable. They, they can't even think anymore. They can't even do the basics right. And you saw that on the weekend, um, you know, with the second goal where De Gea shouldn't have passed the ball to Ericsson um, in that position. He should have passed the ball either wide or obviously kick it, uh, kick it up, uh, up top. But he kind of yeah. played the pass to 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 to, to Ericsson, who had a man behind him, 
And Ericsson then still tried to put the ball in this direction. And maybe he should have maybe rather kept it on himself rather and maybe played it back to De Gea. I think that could have been a better solution, right? Instead of trying to play a quick pass because obviously with the quick pass, they figured it out and then they block, got, it, got it blocked and then um, they scored from that, from that mistake. So I think Man United in itself has a lot uh, of changes that needs to needs to happen. Um, you know, I was you know I've been obviously reading a couple of a couple of uh, uh, fan pages and, and so on and so forth, and people um, who who have better memories than myself. But when Pep came in, right? Mm. Pep sold fifteen players in two years. Oh. In, 15, in two seasons, he sold fifteen players and he bought twenty. Imagine that. Imagine 15 players and bought 20. You remember, I don't remember the first season, uh, he, he spent a lot on his defense, right? I think he spent probably near one, 150 million. So he bought Walker. He bought Benjamin Mendy. Cool. Wrong, wrong, uh, obviously, he's, yeah. He bought, um, uh, who's this guy? He bought, uh, he bought a center back. Uh, I think he bought, I think he bought Otamendi, uh, but he bought a center back. Yeah, so he bought. It was Otamendi from Benfica. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he bought he bought Otamendi and he bought uh, he bought uh, Walker and and Benjamin Mendy and then he added other players, but also he, he inherited a good a good a good team. You know, he inherited Aguero, he inherited Sterling, he inherited KDB, he inherited mm-hmm. Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, David Silva. So look at those core players that he inherited those five uh, good players that he inherited. And then he added pieces that he that made sense to him. You know, he shipped out Joe Hart, got Claudio Bravo in immediately, uh, a, a ball playing uh, goalkeeper. So he immediately made the changes that he required for his type of team. So now you look at a coach like Ten Hag. Ten Hag needs certain pieces to to obviously do well as a, as a, as a, as a coach. He wanted a ball playing centre back. It took some time to to try and get Timber. Then they moved on to he his found the shortest back. one he could find. No, the, the high thing is, is that is, is, is here with him. Uh, I, I don't understand. Uh, it, it shows actually how Jamie Carragher is such a bad pundit. Um, he was making mention of, of, of his height where he didn't lose any aerial battles in that game. You know, he played against... But they Ivan took Tony him off at half time. No, but listen, but listen, listen. Even Tony in that game even said that, you know, some challenges that guy got the ball ahead of him. He got the ball sometimes ahead of him. You know what I mean? And I think it's because... He was quite clever in the way he would challenge uh, Tony in those games. You know what I mean? So, so I think I think you, you, it shows the lack actually of knowledge uh, in a in a person like Jamie Carragher. Uh, but I, but what do I expect? It's 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 it's, it's, it's he's not he wasn't really he wasn't really the cleverest player in the world. So so but 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 but, but coming back to 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 the recruitment, recruitment is important for any any coach. Look at what Ateta um, has done also in, in in the time that he had, and also look at Klopp. You know all these coaches that, that that take over new teams. It takes time yeah. to obviously turn over turn over their sides, but also they need to be backed and need to get the right pieces of. Uh, yeah. right but I mean, Klopp's remember Klopp's situation. He came into a side that was that he inherited that was already the season had kicked off and he had to work with the players. And I think it was yeah, yeah, yeah. less so much. We know Man United are in the shambles, and we know there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. But so far, from what you've seen, Silo, what I'm very curious about is this sort of fact, and I know it's, it's a lot of fact, and I'm not trying to make a big spectacle about it, but what we saw going into the season is that you had a very good preseason, a very good preseason. First game comes, all of a sudden, all of that seems like it went out of the window, and all the gens of the team, there's a lot of noise, and I is coming out saying, you know, he's going to tell the truth. How much of a factor is he in all of this? I know in terms of, and when I mean all of this, I mean at least from a Ten Hag starting point. Forget about the, the background noise. Yeah, no, man. Listen, guys, you know what I said last season already, man. So, you know what, what I what I, I in terms of Ronaldo as a player, I love him to to bits. You know, a great player. But in all honesty, he was not the right signing to make uh, when we signed him. You know, he was a a commercial buy. Let's be honest. It was he was a commercial buy. Amazing uh, uh, in terms of commercial uh, for for Manchester United, but in terms of footballing aspect. Olegana Solskjaer didn't plan to buy Ronaldo. If he had planned to buy Ronaldo, he would have told the board to please get him Ronaldo at the beginning of the transfer window last season. He did not say that. It just be, it was just because Ronaldo became available and there was a potential of him potentially going to City. Then we like, no, let's try and get this guy. But if you actually think about it, guys, yeah. he wasn't in the plans for, 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 for that season. You know, and, and he maybe 
derailed some of the plans that Ole had. Because listen, he's Ronaldo after all. Now you have to work your system around the player, right? I love him, great goals and everything like that. Uh, and I, you know, listen, listen. In terms of what he wants to say, uh, why doesn't he say it now? Why doesn't he tell the truth now? Why is he only? Why is he only going to tell the truth uh, in two weeks' time? Is it because he wants to only tell the truth after the transfer after window is closed? After he leaves or after the transfer window closes? You know what I mean? So that that also isn't isn't good. And obviously, also it's taking away from the team as well when you have the sideshow of. Ronaldo, um, you know, basically with George Mendes uh, taking him to every single club uh, that that is that is in the Champions League, you know, he's I'm surprised he hasn't <laughs> gone to to Glasgow Celtic yet to say, hey Celtic, don't you want me to play for your team? Uh, you know, he's, he's still got he's, one more option. He's got the, you know, the he's, green and white lions from Lisbon that they, they, they uh, yeah. So 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 he's he's gone. He's 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 been paraded to every single Champions League team. So yeah. So I I I honestly feel if he has something to say, say rather say it now and then say it later. Okay, cool. But that's about him saying the truth. But when we're looking at in terms of Ten Hag handling the situation, do you think he should just come out and say, listen, the guy should leave? No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I, I'm happy with the way Ten Hag is dealing with it. I'm happy okay, with the way happy? Ten Hag is dealing with it. I'm happy he's, he's, he's listen, it's a new coach. He needs to kind of manage the situation as best as possible. It's also a learning curve for him in, in being in a bigger club that in terms of media attention. He was in the biggest club, club in, in, in Netherlands, but this is now the biggest club, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Fair enough. Wonga, I want to ask from an older perspective, has this kind of like accelerated the or degenerated his career somewhat making this move? My one fear was him going to Old Trafford and not working out. Where does he go to next? The only viable solution for him would be a Lisbon who would be happy to take him. The rest of the big sides not going to touch him. And it seems like that's happening. Do you think it's accelerated that process of him slowly moving out of Europe? You can say that, Ricardo, because it's... um. We never, I mean, for me, it's, I, I thought it would have been, it wouldn't have been uh, a bad, it wouldn't have been a bad move. Like, I was I was one of the people that's saying that, you know, look, I, I believe he's going to score goals and the goals are going to help them um, at least finish in the Champions League spot. Uh, but it didn't turn out that way. And now he's, it's, you can say it's sort of accelerated <laughs> that, uh, the thing of him not being in, in the Champions League anymore. And, and you can see now that's why he's rushing to, to, to come out of it, you know. Um, signed a two year deal as well. Probably even thought that, you know what, it's Manchester United, you know. Uh, we're surely finishing <laughs> top four, you know. He's going to probably go there. He's going to help the cars. He's going to probably also, I'm sure he wanted to, uh, be part of, uh, sort of the leadership in the team. Um, help them, you know, push forward and finish top four. But when he got there, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the simple thing of him, I think, what is that? He's the only one, uh, well, no, they, where every game he played in, they won, you know, they struggled to win without him, um, the Man United players. And I think, I mean, with that alone, I think that was in the Premier League, if I'm not mistaken, but I mean, with that, that alone, you can tell you. I mean, he's, he's frustrated, Claudio. He's a frustrated man at the moment. He's a very frustrated man. He wants to go. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want. Um, I mean, it's not. Doesn't matter how. I mean, Man United means a lot to him, but yeah. he wants to play Champions League, and he, you can see, like as you're saying, it's 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 a yeah, it's a do or die situation. He, he wants to go. He wants to go. Wanga, Wanga, why, why, why does yes. he want to play Champions? Why does he want to play the Champions League? Because so he, he want, said he, he wants. He doesn't, to, want, he doesn't want Messi to overtake him uh, with the goals. That's why. Yes, it's the truth. It's it's a soft. It's a but you see that's a man who he, he's got a goal. He's got and I'm Messi, pretty sure Messi he made has, that. He made Messi that clear. Messi has to score 15 goals, guys. That's a lot of goals, man. I, I'm not. That's Messi but it's Messi. Yeah, but he's playing for PSG, guys. <laughs> as well. No, but also Messi, Messi, Messi. Okay, cool. Messi did well in the Champions League last season. I think he scored eight goals or something. And he won't score 15 yes. goals in the Champions League, guys. He doesn't take penalties for PSG. He's a creator now. But, he's a number 10. He won't, he won't score 15 goals, guys. But it's, you know, the thing is, Marcelo, it's, it's if he catches... The thing is, if now... I think Ronaldo's not even worried about Messi alone. It's, it's something that he wants to... When he's done with his career, he wants to make sure he finishes on top. That's why he's willing to even go to, to uh, Sporting Lisbon. It's that he wants to put every single goal that he can. So when he says, I'm done... 
that record's going to stay there for a period of time. I think he just wants but to write his name gonna, in the... Sporty's going to get knocked out in the group stages anyway, so I don't know why he's doing it. <laughs> but he, if look, he can look, score you know four what? or five... Yeah, he will. He will sc- you know what? Zero. I just want to see him make that move because he will score four or five. I'm telling you, if he goes to the group stages, right. But uh, moving on from Ronaldo, but sticking with United, we're not just done... Oh, we're not done just yet, yeah, when you're looking at it. You've got... Jim Radcliffe obviously wasn't going to buy Chelsea. Sir, 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 Whatever. Sir, sir what not, sir. sir. He's definitely not going to be a sir if he buys Man United, in my opinion. But anyway, he's interested in buying Man United. The man is a British billionaire, chief executive officer of Enios, which is a chemicals company. And, you know, they recently did purchase, or recently, but in 2019, they did purchase Nice in Ligue 1. Nice. So, yeah. so he does have sort of the somewhat experience in terms of managing a football club and what's quite interesting about this and nice thing about being in the uk at the moment is you don't have to go onto your phone to look at everything you just catch the tube or a bus and it's in the newspapers everywhere now what i'm seeing is it is a bit of a stake not in the entire thing so what are your opinions here i know the man united trust are urging for anyone to come in and buy something yeah no no at, what's happened with, with one, one don't worry about one but, but 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 yeah but but in terms of in terms of this Initially, it seems like he says he's interested in a stake in the club because that is what he's heard that the that the Glazers are willing to do. The Glazers are willing to bring in some capital uh, into the club just to help with some cash flows into the club, especially because the Glazers have never put in their own money into Man United. So they'll probably take these funds that are coming in from a, an external person uh, and use those funds to channel it into the, 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 uh, to Old Trafford, for instance, and to maybe also help out uh, at Carrington and also to modernize the type of thing. And also maybe just to help out the ladies team as well because also where, where they, they play their games is, needs, some, needs some uplifting as well. So I think mm-hmm. that, that in itself, yes, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing, but I would prefer obviously a, a, a complete takeover from Sir uh, Jim Radcliffe. Uh, but let's see where it goes. Uh, but I do feel that the Glazers are feeling the pressure right now. Uh, there is a lot of pressure from the Glazers. You've already seen, I don't know if you've seen, Tim Viewer has already um, stated that they will not in, uh, uh, extend their sponsorship. You know, imagine one year into the deal, sure. they're, already, they're already saying that they will not extend their sponsorship beyond 2024 when, when it comes to an end. Guys, it is I'm not going to lie to you. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was about to say as well, there's also, there's also some clauses as well that that um, from Adidas, if Man United doesn't play into, in the Champions League uh, next season, uh, Adidas will, I think, reduce the amount of money that they give them, for instance. And then also there's the matter as well that when we bought Ronaldo, uh, we didn't we didn't only use our we didn't use our own funds as well. We use sponsorships also chipped into by Ronaldo, so we don't want to lose Ronaldo because sponsors are going to be like, "Hey, man, we're losing that marketing tool that you guys said we must chip into buy." Uh, can you guys please pay us back that money type of thing? So the Glazers don't want to lose Ronaldo. But in fact, behind the scenes at Man United, Ten Hag is willing to let the guy go. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm sure. He's willing, to let, the, he's willing to let the guy go, sign another sign another, another striker, uh, yeah. and then go into the season with just um, that striker and Martial, you know what I mean? And, and, and the other attackers type of thing. You know, he doesn't mind. Yeah. But obviously, uh, because uh, of the commercial behemoth, that Ronaldo is um, the Glazers wanted to well, say. Well, this is the interesting thing, Celo, is that you know me, I'm a bit of a a bit of a nerd when it comes to the football finances type of thing. And it's been the last ten years; it's been a slow decline. But I was wondering when their performance and their form was going to catch up to them because there's only so much the commercial success can do in a league yep. like the Premier League because it's an independent-run sort of institution. And it's finally getting to the point. I mean, you saw me last season at the end of it. I was like, Celo, look at this, look at this. It's finally happening. They're being caught up no, now. No, and now this is this is a crucial time for them. They really need to make the right smart decisions, and they're still not getting it right, seemingly. Um, one last thing: we got Sam saying United sitting at the bottom of the league, first time since 1992, which is quite interesting. Um, and then we've got before we move on, Silo. Um, obviously, we're talking about the rebuild. You love talking about the Ralph Ragnick. We needing ten signings. We've got um, some rumors that are currently happening. We've got Man United transfer rumors in terms of Pulisic, Felix, Casemiro. Out of all of these names, firstly, do you think any of them are possible? Secondly, which ones do you want to see come in? Hey, man. Claudia, at this point in time, we're all over this place. We've, we've literally been linked with every single possible player yeah. out in this world. Right now, it looks like the Casemiro one looks looks promising in terms of it happening. 
Felix won't be sold by by Atleti. Definitely won't be sold. Um, you know, for 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 a club to buy Felix would, would take probably 120 million pounds probably. Yeah, put in a bid. Got rejected. Yeah, yeah. Do I put in a hundred plus? I think it was like 103 uh, mil. I I don't believe we did that. I believe I don't believe we did that because we don't have the kind of money. Uh, you know, we've we've been we've been dilly daddling around the whole De Jong thing and paying wages and stuff. So I I really don't believe that we have the money, Felix. But I think the rumors around Casemiro are building up, and I think the the certain people are are talking about it. So your David Ornsteins are talking about it. So it seems like it, it is probably going to happen, or the bid is going to go through. But I am not happy with the strategy of signing a thirty year old uh, Real Madrid midfielder. You know, we're basically giving Real Madrid the funds. Yep. That they basically spent on on, on Chiamini. You know, they spent mm-hmm. 88 million euros rising to 100 million on Chiamini. Now we basically give them 60 million pounds, which is what 75 million euros. So they basically have a net spend of 10 basically on, on Chiamini, basically, you know. So I think it's 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 not the it's not the right strategy. There are players we can identify in the market and try to get those players, guys who are under the age of 25. Rob Frednick said it, said it, he said it in one of his first uh, press conferences. He said, you must always, when you sign players, you must sign players who are looking for their second contract, Mm. right? Not players who are looking for their third, fourth contract. So what he Mm. meant by that is that you get Uh a player who's who's, who's got his first professional contract at the age of 18, 19, right? They signed their four years or whatever. Then they're 22 years old, 23 years old. Then they're looking to sign their next contract. That next contract is where they're going to be probably be in their in their in their peak, which is the 23 to 27, 28 years. And he mm-hmm. said that's what you should be looking for as a club like Man United. You should sign the second contract players and not the third, fourth contract players. You know, you don't sign a player who's who's 30 plus because he's just going to give you one 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 contract basically four years, no resale value. And I, I think it's a it's a bad strategy. I think obviously if there is opportunities in the market of players at a steal. That makes sense, but sixty million pounds for Casemiro looks a bit too much, man. But I think, yeah, we're desperate. We're desperate. We're desperate. I think that's the that's the problem that Man United are having now. I mean, you heard. I just also read about the the one with with Rabio is that now he's the only reason that has gone down is because apparently Man United wants um, that pop that the talk with the wages is not on. Rabio is asking for too much, and they were saying that that's if good. Um, that's good. If that, and they were saying, and they were saying that now, if if Rabio obviously makes uh, us for less, then the, then it can go through. But I mean, that's that's the situation now. That these these guys, Man United, are going out there now. They're looking, we're and desperate. they're desperate. And these players are going to be like, oh, Man United. Um, and now, Silo's saying as well. Now, this guy's probably going to do his last contract. He's going to try cash in. He's because he knows after this one, um, he needs to settle down or maybe go back. Because we're thinking maybe he's going to go back to Brazil, go do what Suarez is doing. So yeah, they're going to all try cash in on this last contract of this. Yeah, they're in a horrible situation. Imagine we're offering Casemiro more than what he's earning at at, at Real Madrid. I think he's he's earning at ten million euros. I think at Real Madrid, we're offering him and uh, nearly double what he's he's, he's earning there. He's, he's going to yeah. be. I think he's going to probably earn. The same as 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 uh, what's no, his, as De Gea, De Gea and, uh, and and Sancho at the club. You That's know stupid. I mean? And that, I, uh, all the signs, all the signs right now for Man United point at stop. Let's put out all the rubbish and start again. That's all the that's that's all the signs are pointing there. Need yeah, clean. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. The fans will even understand it, even if they finish. Uh, not okay. Maybe let's say just after relegation zone, they'll accept it. You know, <laughs> but they will accept also, it. But they must rebuild. That's all. So, look, this this is coming from a former desperate fan to another current desperate fan, seeing his side <laughs> second currently. I know it's only two games in the beginning. Excited there, Onga Dinga. We've got the greasy strangler saying Liverpool will smash Man United six 0 keep them bottom of the table. Hey, those are from from look. A handle for yeah, Reese Strangler. I expect a comment like that. That's an interesting one. We've got Ngom um, <laughs> saying funny. he agrees with Silo. Um, Rico, thanks for joining us. He's saying, I was playing keep-ups in my garden. Suddenly a man dressed in United three-piece suit asked if I wanted to join Man United. <laughs> wow, you must be decent then, Rico. Um, look, Wonga, <laughs> we were, we, we've spoken a lot about Man United. We were meant to yeah. kick off the show on a positive note. Not a negative note, but your internet was a negative note, just disappearing there, Wonga. So it's we're going to start. We, 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 we need a sponsor. Yeah, we need a, let's get every host. Someone call every host. Let's get in the house. Every host, <laughs> <laughs> someone. Something, yeah. Anyway, we got Arsenal 4-2, Leicester. 
you know, they are second of the log. The only the only reason why they're second currently, they scored the same amount of goals as Man City, but it's those two goals that they've suffered. Wonga Denga. I mean, let's let's unpack this. Why are you so excited? What are you seeing that you like so much apart from them scoring four goals? What's going on there at this club? Look, I think even the the attacking thing of uh, that attacking option of Gabriel Jesus. You see, the thing is, he's the only one, and I mean, if he gets injured, then no problem. But at the moment, he's fit. Ah, uh, Wonga. Ah, Wonga. We can't say yes. we can't say this every show, man. We can't say what? if Gabriel Jesus gets injured, it's a problem. So Eddie Eddie Kitty doesn't no. exist, basically. Eddie Kitty doesn't no. exist. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Kitty exists, but he's not. He's not Jesus, guys. No, hey, no, no. Indicator's been at the club. Indicator's been there, guys. He's been there. So who, scored, who's, 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 who scored the most goals in the last five games for you guys last season? <laughs> yeah, it was it was Indicator. Ah, but Wonga, listen, listen. Of, of, of disregarding your players, I don't like it, bro. Look, even even if we say, look, so like, even if I say Indicator's there, there's no other, there's no, there's no more after that. There's Indicator than who? This, that's the thing. The, 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 the uh, depth in my team, I don't, I, I don't believe there's depth in my team as yet. No, but, to be honest with you. but but Martinelli can uh, move to the center most and put Smith on the yeah, left. Yeah, but but I know is going to get injured this season as well. He's got it in him. This is this is the problem I'm saying. I, you know, I know you'll, you'll see. We'll come back to this middle of the season. I, I'm, if you look at a squad like, uh, if I'm looking at a Liverpool and looking at Man City, the depth in their teams is is is, is quite heavy as 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 far as I can see it, hmm. and. But now, I mean, look, I'm not trying to get negative. I mean, at, at the moment, I mean, let me focus on that. Gabriel is trying to manage performance... expectations, We understand. You don't want to get yes. this like good losses. <laughs> yeah, we look, Jesus was phenomenal on the day. And like we both said, yeah, we, we're only two games in. Uh, but what I'm seeing, very happy with that. Um, Shaka getting a goal. Um, watching the game, I don't know if you guys watched it, but I, I, I mean, the first check uh, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> and yet I knew that I was going to pay for right, this one. <laughs> when Shaka does something right, when Inkita does something right, when Ramsey does something right, you'll, you'll best believe I'll be waiting for you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, no, look, Shaka, Shaka. The, the one thing he did differently for me um, in that game, he's, he, he got, he wasn't, the goal he scored wasn't the only opportunity. Um, you, you could see definitely it was coming. He, he was getting into the box. I mean, that's something that I've, I've not seen him do, to be honest with you. If he has, then maybe I, I've not been watching it. But most of the, um, that game was the only one he got. He was getting in the box, deep in the box. Guys were from midfielders having the ball. He was getting in for crosses. And you could see that him, and he looked, he looked better, a, a better player when he was getting into the box because, I mean, he was getting on top, I mean, at the end of things, you know, and that's what you want to see. You want to try and see the goals. Um, and there's Sam saying that uh, Zinchenko, great signing. Yeah, very, very good signing, Zinchenko. Madwanga uh, is also saying the defence not looking so good. What's your opinion on that? So, take, take away... I didn't mention the first game. I said Ben White must dip out. I think Saliba must stay there. Um, Gabriel must stay there. And when we get... 50 million player, you just want to dip out easy. Eh? You just want to change the sauce. I didn't spend the money on him. We didn't spend the money on him. It's like... It's like... uh, the vanilla. He wants the chocolate now. He doesn't want that. He wants wants chock, chock, chock. The summer. What's that there? Uh, It's uh, Tomiyasu. He's the the right back for me. Uh, Saliba... Excellent at the back. I think, yeah, we, we did give away uh, two goals. I think at times also when we were playing the ball back, uh, the keeper, uh, woo, uh, put worry, made me worry a bit there. But uh, I just don't like it, especially for team. The only team that looks comfortable playing at the back is, is a Man City, uh, playing the ball at the back. And, you know, Arteta's come there. He's, he's flipping Guardiola's son. I mean, he's going he's gonna to try the same thing as well. It's something I just, I just, I think we need to manage it. I mean, if we can do it, do it, but not this thing of trying to force it because one day we're going to get caught out and we're not going to be able to score four goals every game. Um, but yeah, look, we, we scored four. I mean, uh, we we second we second on the log, Claudio. Last year we were, we were so, where at this time Claudio, where, hey. where Silo is. So I hey. Hey, you all tired of the headline, eh? We've got a good copyright in the house, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Jesus, <laughs> Arsenal saviour. Hi. Also, good to know from an SEO perspective, I was trying to find a picture of Jesus, and we it's good to know that um, the real Jesus pops up before this Jesus. <laughs> Just in case you're <laughs> 
um, oh, I think we'd have an issue oh, if it was the other way around. And I'm in England, by the way, so you know the SEO is all right, Joe. So Wonga Denga, but what is the impact this man is having on the Arsenal squad right now? Is he the player that's just there buying into Arteta's thing and, and pretty much preaching the gospel, so to speak, that they were struggling with when Obama Yang was there? Yeah, look, I think, like I said, two games in what he's shown, definitely. I mean, look, he's, I mean, he's one-on-one. Where we've seen as well. I mean, to lead up to the goal, uh, it looks like he can do that week in, week out. And he, and Gabriel Jesus, he's a, he really is a team player. You know, I think the, I last heard the coach of, um, uh, Brazil was saying that, um, that Jesus, uh, they asked him, I mean, whether he wanted to play on the wing or in the middle. You know, and he was saying that he doesn't mind. You know, he'll play, play wherever. Uh, I mean, some people are looking at it as if, as if he's not um, sort of assertive. You know, he doesn't really know what he wants. He just, you know, he just lets people walk over him. But I mean, look, I think for me, if you look at another point of view, the guy I saw on Saturday, I think that someone who's just willing to work for the team. He says if he's effective on the wing, he can do it on the wing. He did it for Man City towards his, um, uh, his end of his spell at Man City. And yeah, you can see. I mean, he was. I mean, that the, the, was it the first goal that he put in. Jeez, I mean, it was just a, tight, a turn and mm. back well, of the net. I didn't even. Big, you, big, I wasn't expecting center. it to even take a shot. You know, looking still looking for someone to pass to. But yeah, he's put it in. I mean, yeah, he's definitely can definitely fill those shoes of uh, um, a bombing. I don't think they even that big, anyways. <laughs> And the man's That's struggling true. there even to get game time now at the moment. People want to buy. Yeah, him Aubameyang is another is, an, is another issue. Is another issue of Aubameyang. I mean, after what I've uh, what I I mean, I, I still agree with what Atleta did with him. To be honest with you, um, there's no ways. There's no ways. We got him going saying like he was his FPL captain. That's a hell of a captain. Good call, by the way. Uh, Rico saying Jesus is the, is the first time I look at Arsenal and go, "Yep, that striker fits Arsenal playing style." And and Claudio to actually mention, I mean. Even if you're looking at um, our rivals, Tottenham, what's kept us, um, Arsenal, going as a club is that man up front. Um, always has been. There was a time when we even, when, uh, who, I can't remember who went away now. Who we losing? But when Adebayo came, uh, came into uh, Arsenal, we played him, there were doubts. What happened? Boom. He started firing, you know. And then, yeah, he, he became wayward and, yeah, things happened. And left. Um, when Percy you still came, got you still got Nketiah waiting nicely there. So yeah, this yeah. is a good thing. You seem to have filled that position. And you know, <laughs> but on that yeah. point, Claudio, Nketiah maybe just deserves a chance, like you're saying. Like Adebayo got a chance and he took it. Nketiah, how much of a and chance? The season is long. Wonga, yeah. you still have Europa League. Nketiah can start the Europa League games, build some confidence, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> right, but you mentioned the rivals, and now we're going to move to the rivals because. It was a hell of a game. I think it was the prediction, the one prediction I got right this weekend. It only came right at the end. The Chelsea 2, Spurs 2. Big game, big fight, gents. Some are calling it the Battle of the Bridge. Come on, Silo. Come on. Come on. Ting, 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 ting. Yeah. No, it was, was, listen, it was, was, was a great game. I really enjoyed watching the game. But um, mm. Chelsea should have won that game. Um, having mm. taken the lead, having taken the lead twice. Um, Havertz had an amazing chance. Chelsea really need a striker, guys. They need someone who's clinical up front, but also Ronaldo. Someone who's actually, actually no, 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 no. Ronaldo's not. But do you think? Do you think that should? You think that should happen? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 It. You know. You know why? Uh, someone. Someone made an, an interesting uh, fact. Chelsea need a, a striker that is mobile and has great link-up play for the type of style that they play, in terms of type of football that they play. They need someone who's. Who can link up well? That's why Lukaku mm-hmm. didn't play well in that structure because he can't link the play well. So you need someone who can link the play well. And yeah, but you can't compare Lukaku and Ronaldo. Ronaldo's at least can hold the ball and do some things. Yeah, no, you no, know, no, no. Lukaku, Lukaku, when he has a first touch, it's like play, uh, kicking the ball against the wall. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's got a brick. It's got It doesn't sit. It comes back to you. You know what I mean? Type of thing. So yeah, so I think. But these are the same guys that said the 85 million transfer pound, uh, fee would have been a game changer for Chelsea last season. So don't take our hey, what we're saying hey, with man. a pinch of salt. Hey, hey, <laughs> he saw us dreams yeah. with his interview like performances. He also said no, the same man, thing. We all, we all said it. Yeah, hey? but it went. No, nah, but you remember? His no, mind we wasn't dreams. there, guys. We were sold dreams, guys. No, but still, yeah, we were sold. 
Okay, but, but, but let's. This is a good point. Spurs. I mean, you've you've commented. Both of you have said Chelsea should have won this game. Sam yeah, saying guys, Spurs weren't good. But here's the thing: they weren't good. But the Conte effect. How much of an effect in terms of them staying in the game and getting something out of that? How much yeah, of a role is he going to play in terms of the season for them? Yeah, one good ref. For me, it's I mean, the, yeah, the, the first decision. Look, the first. Yes, the first decision, he, uh, I, I like, you could see that the ball was touched the first tackle, yeah, sure. But then, the the one that led to the the corner being taken again, I understand. They say they say that pulling hair is not in the in the rule book. Okay, well, like so I, you, I, so I, I, so this is violent conduct. It is. It is. It is. A few years huh? back, Ronaldo while playing for Juventus pulled someone's hair and got a, red, a straight red card. Well, yeah, so this this is, but remember Fellaini also, it was also done to Fellaini. I remember, I can't remember who did it uh, to him, and I think that time he was playing for Man United. And then, um, but now looking looking at this one, there were guys, even the guys in the in the in in the studio, yeah. like Michael Owen, and the, I'm trying to understand. Was it Michael Owen? Who was there? No, it wasn't Michael Owen. But I'm just trying to understand. It was a uh, yeah, it was a uh, Zola and uh, I can't remember the other guy. And, and Ian Wright and Ian Wright. No, you know, it wasn't there. It was another one. No, it was another one. Right. So, no, it was Zola and, and Glenn Hoddle. Yes, Glenn Hoddle. That's the one. So, now they, they're saying, they said their argument was that he, the, both of the guys are tussling each other, right? They're pushing each other. Cool, I get that. But one has stepped out of the tussling and he's mm-hmm. pulled the guy's hair. So, he's gone, the other guy's gone one step further. So, yeah. shouldn't that be given? But, yeah. uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, they're really hard done by um, with that decision. I think Tottenham were very lucky. Entertaining game, yes, but I think Tottenham were very lucky to get the the draw. But again, I don't care. So they cancel both each other. They cancel each other out. We move forward. Let's go. That's that's what matters to me now. <laughs> all right, and on that note, I mean, Ngom saying controversial game it was, but overall entertaining, and that's what we wanted. And it was good to see the managers fighting the dugout. No opinion on that. I think it adds some spice and flavor to the show. Do you, Claudio, do you, do you guys think they actually should have got gotten cards for that, man? I th- yeah, for the pulling of the hair. Yeah. No, 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 not the pay. I mean, the, the coaches, the refs. Yeah, the coaches, the coaches. Look, they were both fired up. I, look, I suppose. I think- they do it because they don't want managers to behave like it. If they don't do it, you know, it become they set a precedent. Oh, yeah, yeah. So next so, thing we punch next 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 thing we punching each other and we say, Oh, it's okay. Hey man, ah, you know, if they punch each other, then they make more money from a boxing ring. Maybe Daniel Levy can host the boxing ring in the new stadium. You know, that's a possibility. <laughs> Um, but gentlemen, next <laughs> game we're going to be talking about is because we've still got a bit to cover here. But just briefly, we're looking at the Liverpool one, Crystal no, Palace one. No, now, one not, not brief, Claudio. Can we ask you a question? Why does Why does Virgil Van Dijk sprint and then stop when 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 Zaha is about to shoot? Like he sprints and then he slows down. I can tell I you. I can't understand why a player slows down just before. I I, 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 I I was like, this guy, he sprinted and then he slowed down just before Zaha was about to take the shot. So if he continued sprinting, I think he could have slid like mm. Namanya Vidic or John Terry and tried to disturb Zaha. I just couldn't understand. I was like, is this guy going to say, miss, miss, I think, miss. I think Virgil van Dijk, <laughs> I think Virgil van Dijk trusted his keeper a bit too much there. Um, he, I think what he was expecting was Zara because you know Zara is going to maybe cut in or something but yeah I agree I think he should have maybe but I mean if he looks back at it maybe he'll change his mind um, when, it, when something like that happens in the future but he should have yeah he should have I think he should have gone in there 100% let Zara cut him if he has to cut uh, cut in uh, and then uh, then give the keeper at least that gives a few seconds uh, for the keeper to do something else there but I think yeah he's, he's, getting, he's, he's trying to 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 he thinks Zaha's gonna cut and try maybe do something fancy, uh, but he buried it. And what did I say last week, guys, about Man United and uh, Liverpool? And guys were disrespecting me. I thought I was joking. Wonga's done his homework all season, but just one last comment on the Van Dyke thing. I think the reason he doesn't dive in is number one, he doesn't like diving in, but number two, the previous week he did dive in, he got it completely wrong, and he gave away a penalty, even though he might have thought it was oh, harsh, yes. it was a penalty nonetheless. So I think that was playing at the back of his mind, but it also shows hmm. you in terms of the partnership that he has, there's a lot of talk about Van Dyke, but he was playing with Phillips, and obviously all the injuries came into play from Liverpool perspective. 
perspective, which again, Wonga obviously um, he saw and he made the prediction based on these sort of things. Whereas from a Liverpool side, we were like, no, they're playing at home and we kind of overestimated their performance. Um, we are lacking some things there. We know Thiago is a big miss now. The only problem is he doesn't play a full season anyway, so it doesn't really help us. But he, he was the difference in terms of playing some balls down the middle. Um, we're going to talk about the other guy that we need to talk about. And um, the, the, the Carol in the room, so to speak. <laughs> or at least that's what everyone on Twitter is saying. They're comparing Nunes to, to Andy Carroll. I don't know if that's a fair, <laughs> fair comparison this early in the game. The, Uruqu- the Uruguayan Andy Carroll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, bro. Listen, all I can say is that when that guy was round up, when Edison played him to the book, right? Anderson, like little nudges. Yeah. Just, just a little, yeah. a little, a little, and then his blood was boiling and then he, he reacts. Mm. But, I'm, but I mean, that was, that was the chief he was getting the, the whole game. Welcome to the Premier League, basically, yeah. for, 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 for Nunes, I think, eh? And it, and it was interesting as well because it's, you know, it's funny because he's got the, the look and the move of a Torres, but the difference is the Torres had the size to get away with it. So his first touch wasn't necessarily the greatest. But his body was able to muscle off defenders and get ahead. And I think they might have overestimated that side of his game a little bit coming in. I mean, Klopp's already come out saying, look, there's no way for any player to behave. But at least now he's got some time off. We can get him into the gym. And I think that was a frustration for him. He was getting manhandled out there and he was struggling. And his focus is banging the balls in the back of the nets. And he had one or two chances and he didn't take them. That's mm. that's pretty much what it was. And it kind of overheated, mm. overboiled. And that was a scenario. You can't be doing that, not in any side, never mind Liverpool side at home, in your home debut. Uh, so it was a bit disappointing. But I think the result in the end wasn't a bad one for Liverpool coming down from 10 men. And again, it was the new signing, the other new signing from January that has hit the ground running. We had to pull the rabbit out of the bag for us. So not too bad from that perspective, but it does lead us to the, the next sort of thing that we have to have to talk about. And that is the, the Liverpool-Man United game. We're going to talk about this one separately prior to doing the other stuff, largely because it is the feature of the weekend. And, you know, all the talk about Man United, where they're at, Liverpool right now, haven't picked up a win. And the conversation, gents, in terms of Liverpool have already dropped, drawn two games. No side in the Premier League has ever won it since 2016, um, drawing more than six. They've already done two. Can they afford more? And, I mean, right now, if Man United are to play Liverpool, it is a time where they've got six or seven injuries. Let me just read out the injury list. They've got Joel Matip injured. Firmino, who's... I think he trained a little bit, but they kept him out. We had Thiago injured, Konate injured, Jones injured, Jota injured, Chamberlain injured, Keller injured, and then we got Nunes suspended. So, not a bad time for Man United. Yeah, he's always been injured, to be fair. That's probably why we were overhyped last week. He's always been injured. You know, man. That's that's one player I thought you guys were probably going to sell off to to a, a newly promoted side, maybe like a, a forest or something, you know, you could get 10, 15 million pounds for him. You could actually add value to those sides if it, uh, but, but, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, the injuries don't, don't, don't help you guys at all. But uh, hey, listen, uh, I think obviously you guys at least have a settled side and a settled coach. Um, I think you guys will obviously go into the game with more confidence than, than what, what we had. You guys, you guys took us apart last season at, at Old Trafford, you know, uh, we were new in that game. Um, so I think already you guys have the confidence um, as we're still trying to get to grips with how we should be playing. Um, and also, the I, I think we're mentally weak as a side. So because we're mentally yeah. weak, if we get the first goal, that will help our confidence. But if we if we concede, I foresee three goals minimum if we concede first. But if we, if we score first, we can definitely win the game or draw the game. Or lose the game like a two-one, for instance. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you score first, if you score I first, think... that pressure all of a sudden—it's like a pendulum. That pressure exactly. all of a sudden goes exactly. Liverpool. Then they start thinking: if we if we drop points here, there's going to be a huge inspection. Yeah, like everyone's expecting exactly. United to get a hiding. That's where they've got a bit of an, an advantage there. Wonga, what do you think? No, I'm just chuckling because I think if Man United get, um, I think they lose. I think they lose. And but if they get Dropped like hard, four 0 again, just after getting beaten by Brentford. I mean, you remember last year when Luke got beaten by Liverpool, it caused a, a huge. I mean, the fans are not happy at all. Now, if it happens a second, I mean, you've just seen them now after they've beaten me, beaten four 0 off uh, to Brentford. Um, even now, the owners said, okay, now we're willing to give away some shares or what. what. Um, now, if they come and lose again, second time in a row, if they hit Liverpool, put in another four. I think, I think the fans. I think you'll see a huge movement there. Um, yeah. 
there, there's I mean, no way you can't respond to that. Like they I mean, have, this is, Man United have to respond. Yeah, they have to respond. But this is where we're going to see the the qualities of a manager in a ten hug. Because if you are to and like I understand where Man uh, United, we all understand where they're at right now. But you yes. can't go toe to toe with Liverpool on the weekend or on the Monday yeah. coming. You've got to sit deep and you've got to frustrate them because Liverpool right now are struggling to break teams down. And it's similar to how the season ended for them. And I always say how the team ends is how they normally start the next season. And that's obviously proven to be the case here. They have to go wide and they get the ball in the box. And now without Nunes, we're struggling for target men up there. So that's going to be an interesting Mm. thing. So if if Man United do frustrate them, there could be potentially some sort of a, a, I don't know what, a momentum builder for Man United in terms of confidence boost, if he does that right. But now the, the situation is settled. If he takes that approach... And he gets stumped. What is the situation as a fan? It's going to be real. Listen, but listen, Claudia, at the, at the end of the day as well, a manager needs to be backed in terms of to bring in the signings that, that he requires. Um, also in time as well. You know, so I think that in itself, listen, guys, our midfield, yeah, guys, you can just see the quality of the midfield is not there. You know what I mean? You cannot yeah. be using... Um, McTominay, especially uh, Fred, at least I can, I can, I can give him, I can give him some leeway in terms of he's had actually good, decent performances uh, in the club. But McTominay is a woeful, woeful centre back, guys. He doesn't even start in this in the midfield for Scotland, 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 the, the country that's above England, the country that's right above England, guys. Where he starts as a right centre back in a back three, guys. John McGinn and, and Bobby Gilmore start ahead of him for Scotland. But that just shows you he, as yep. a player, shouldn't be starting for a club like Man United. He doesn't have yep. the quality. He doesn't have the... Like, like, like his first touch is not good. He does the wrong... He takes the wrong decisions. He's got energy, apparently. But energy, what, 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 what is energy if your energy doesn't help the team go forward or to, to disturb the, the, the opponent? So I feel that our midfield is our, is our biggest weakness. And because we don't have a good midfield... Um, I can't really blame Ten Hag because he doesn't have a, mid, a midfield signing. You know, what I, mean? I yeah, can't blame your heart coach because the heart of the of the team is where you need to obviously sign, and he doesn't have mm. anything. He literally just has a centre back, a left back, and Ericsson. He's got three signings, and that's about it, guys. How can how can a manager come into a new team that has been uh, doing poorly and also that lost Pogba and Matic in the middle midfield? We lost two players. Two players that are better than, than McTominay. And you're telling me we're going to do well in the midfield? Come on. No yeah. yeah, I think... Um, that's, that's another problem. Rick, you're saying I'd argue less pre- uh, United, less pressure. Everybody expecting them to lose. Sam saying, well, both teams will be thinking it's a good time to face each other. Injury suspension for Liverpool. United under too much pressure. I think from a Liverpool perspective, Klopp's going to probably tell them, go out there early dominate the game and let's get something exactly. and let's get our season last back season, on track. Last, last season, we had nothing to lose, but we still lost. We still lost. Come on, doesn't really matter. That thing doesn't matter, guys. Damn it. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter when you play a good team. There's nothing like that. You know? There's nothing like <laughs> you have nothing to lose. You know what I mean? I was watching Kings and Chiefs on the weekend. Kings and Chiefs had nothing to lose against the champions. Then we lost 4 as well. There's nothing like that, guys. When a team is better than you and they take their chances, it's done. It's done, guys. That, 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 that's, that's football. If a team is better than you, and they take their chances. They could have yeah. three chances and take and have three shots on target. Uh, and it's I think the Sad. biggest loser here is Nunes. Nunes could have kicked off his his, his real account there at Old Trafford, and now I that chance is yeah. out the window. Um, but we do need to talk about this team. We know Nottingham Forest won over the weekend. They did sign Jesse Lingard. There's a lot of speculation in England. You know the thing about the English fans here is that all the press rather is they make it very personal about who they think and what they think players should do. Like, they, they criticize this man for choosing Nottingham Forest. He goes there, they win 1-0. Obviously, Declan Rice misses the penalty. Nonetheless, he has the situation. And today, they go out and they spend more money. Their total spending spree, I think it is now, sitting at £143 million. Their second largest spending. Obviously, they've come in. They're putting all their eggs in one basket. They've got a, a fairly young manager. Well, I say young. He's 42. But in terms of experience, he's young. But in terms of Premier League experience, rather. But he's doing the thing at the moment. He's doing the thing, Steve Cooper. He signed 21 players this season, gentlemen. And some good players. Some of them with good experience. Let's also remember why they signed 21 players. I also didn't understand why they signed 21 players. But then I remembered that they had so many players on loan last season. 
they were they had loan players, so they had a Manchester United centre mid, um, James Garner in the midfield. Uh, they had uh, the guy who's just signed for Spurs, Jed Spence, who was from Middlesbrough. They had a, probably, I think, about five players on loan that they were using in their team, and then they sold their goalkeeper left, uh, who was actually a good keeper. I think they lost they lost ten players, but still, twenty one's a lot, eh? They, they buy, are they buy, are they buy their way themselves to try and stay in. Look, man, they've signed some quality players. When I'm looking, when, when I'm saying quality players, I'm saying players with experience. No and obviously, the, the type of football that he's playing, Steve Cooper, is he wants to play an attractive football and a, a sort of open football, keeping possession. And he's come out, and also his history. For those of you who don't know, he did start. I'm not, I'm not giving him any praise. I'm just telling you what his his career is. He did start out at Liverpool as an academy coach. He started. Um, coaching the junior under-16s and under-17s, England and a national international player. So he's worked with the likes of Jaden Sancho, Hudson Adoy, Raheem Sterling. So he's got this sort of flair about him in terms of how he wants them to play. But the players in particular that he's brought in, he's brought in Tawu. He scored on the weekend. Awoni, he was a, a former Liverpool player in Nigeria, and they signed him from Union Berlin. They got Neko Williams, obviously, at right back. Premier League experience. Obviously, he didn't start week in, week out, but he's got a point to prove. They've got um, Emmanuel Dennis from Watford. Again, a striker who did really well. Another Nigerian. Yeah, did very, very well. I mean, these are just a few of the players that we're mentioning about. But the the, the other one I want to talk about is the former Atalanta captain that they've managed to convince to join them, uh, Remo Freuler. I mean, they've got some some key players. And then, of course, I haven't even mentioned uh, Jesse Lingard yet. So they've done goals. Exactly. Another one. And then they've got um, someone else who's quite interesting. But... We've got Cole Jenkinson there, Wonga, just for you, just to make sure that they've signed guys from all over Man United. Oh, is he there? Yeah, they signed him. They signed him from Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne City. What a throwback. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, what a throwback. Anyone is wondering. And also, I'm forgetting yes. about Kuyate. They signed Kuyate from Crystal Palace. Yes, so, uh, free, free transfer, yeah. So some mm. good players in the mix. Um, so will they survive, gents? I, I think... It's very early, but will they survive? Wait, who do I want to get relegated this season? So hey, Everton, uh, has Everton signed anyone? Yeah, they have. They, have. they, they signed a very good, a very good centre mid. Eh? The, probably the, they say they say he's probably the best. They say he's the best, he's the best uh, Belgian uh, uh, prospect right now. Um, West Ham also wanted to sign him, so he played. I think he came on the second half in their last game now, and then they signed Connor Cody. They're about to sign Idrissa Gay as well, but I think they need to sign a striker, guys, because because Carl. Oh, yeah, yeah, they need to make. Isn't isn't hundred uh, percent fit, and then they lost Richarlison. I think they need up front. Uh, yeah, yeah. They need to sign. They need to make more signings. Definitely, if they, fly, if they want fly. to stay. Do they do they survive Nottingham Forest? Yes or no? Yes. Wonga. <laughs> if I say they, ooh, I think they survive. Yeah, I think with the, what the intent, I think they survive. But yes, if they survive, who goes down? You Listen, yo, also, yo. Nottingham Forest, guys. That stadium is a hard place to play, and I mean. You're seeing West Ham struggle there. The fans are getting behind them. They're throwing a lot of money. So there's going to be a lot of belief there at that club. Um, this is a last random sort of topic. And I say random in the context of today's conversation. But we've got Holland. He's yet to choose a sponsor. The other day, he went out with Nike Adidas shoes and a Nike top. He upset some fans on Twitter. But his dad's saying, play the game. Because right now, when we're looking at it, he's got the options of Nike, Adidas, oh. and Puma all chasing him. Now, the question That's I've got for you two is that who should he pick? If he's got to pick someone. I mean, we're looking at sort of Nike. We've got Ronaldo. We've got Jordan. We've got Mbappe. We know they've got Tiger, Nadal. So they're, they're quite known for their brand ambassadors and creating brands for them. We've got Adidas with Messi, Pogba, Salah. We know, you know, the impossible is nothing. And then we've got Puma, who Neymar's recently Neymar. just jumped ship. Yeah, so he's just jumped ship in 2020. Got Griezmann and Bolt. So if you had a pick for Haaland in terms of his future career and trajectory, and if you were his dad and agent... Which brand would you choose? Nah, if I'm if I'm if I'm Holland, I'm I'm, I'm choosing Nike. Um, I think yes, Mbappe is there already, but I think just because yeah, Nike or Puma, guys, Nike or Puma, Nike or Puma, uh, not Adidas for him, uh, but I think Nike or Puma is the one to go for. I think Nike would be probably the best fit for him. Uh, just looking at. Just, just feels like a right fit, man. He's a, he's a striker, guys. Uh, strikers don't, strikers wear, don't wear Adidas, guys. But does he, does he seem? He's not flamboyant enough for like that. Nice, you know, Nike traditionally. You look at the guys. Obviously, he's got the pace. He's got the raw pace. But Mbappe is the pace. 
Mbappe is the best. Wongo, what do you think? I think he takes a Puma. I think he goes Why? for Puma. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just think from just the way I think a Puma would look it would look better on him. And and uh, and Mbappe is already there. He must, really, he must create this rivalry. Don't make it boring. Make it <laughs> completely. It must be Haaland or Mbappe. That's what it must be. And he must not choose Nike. Choose Adidas or I don't see him with Adidas. But yeah, choose Adidas or Puma. Look, he played. He's preseason. He's, he's been in Adidas. Oh, is it? Yeah, but he's he's switching uh, in and out. But I think to Celo's point, I think if we're looking at builds, uh, building a brand, I think Nike do it best. And you know, there's a potential sort of spin-off for Holland. I don't know whatever he needs to come with. Guys, H- those guys, H- those H- guys, guys. Have you seen Nike's, Nike's Nike's adverts, guys? Nike just knows how, how to do things, how to remind yeah. you of a person, how to you know the story of a player, guys, or a story so, of a person. So I suppose Celo, just do it, or impossible is nothing. That's the I question. Just do it. Just, just do, do it. it. Just do it, Alan. Come on. Just do it. Just do it, Puma can do the same. They've got a lot of um, history. Puma, they can do the same. No, no, no. no Puma, uh, Puma's, doing, Puma, Puma's doing what I think. What? Uh, what? Who is it? Raheem. Who's Raheem Sterling with? Is Raheem Puma. No, Ra- Puma. No, no, no. It's Puma. Yeah, it's Puma, Puma, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Raheem Sterling is Puma. Aguero was with Puma, and then and then and then uh, as you said, uh, Neymar is obviously with Puma as well. So. I think Griezmann Puma, Griezmann Puma, Suarez Puma. All right. So, yeah. Well, let's move away from that. We've we've come to the consensus. We said Nike on our side. Me and Silo Wonga. You said Puma. That's fine. Let's see what he lands up with. We're gonna just end off with the predictions of. We've obviously quick fire. We're gonna start with the Man United Liverpool game. Wonga Denga Silo. Let's hear them. <laughs> quick fire. Yeah, quick, four. quick. It's four nil to four nil to Liverpool. That's flat. Okay, four one. Four one, yeah. I uh, I say two one, two one to 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 Liverpool. Two one to Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool have to win, James. I'm going to say two one to Liverpool too. Uh, Newcastle, Man City. The reason I'm saying Newcastle versus Man City, and why we need to talk about this, is because a possibility of an upset is that on the cards for us this weekend. No, I don't think so. Not yet. No, I think they'll be humbled. Don't worry, guys. The teams I know the teams that are going to disturb Man City. It's not, it's not, it's not Newcastle at at it's at St James's, right? Uh, but uh, Man City will win. Don't worry. The yeah, teams that disturb, that disturb Man City are like Crystal Palace, Southampton. But last season, didn't last season, last season Newcastle did disturb them, if I'm not mistaken. No. Uh, was guys, it before, is it? But, uh, yeah. I can't remember. No. I can't. Uh, but I, I, was, I, 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 yeah. I, okay, quick fire. I think it's going to be a two-one victory to Man City. I say three-one. Okay. I say three-one to Man City. They've got Haaland. That guy scores goals. So yeah. always add him in there. All right. I'm going to say it's going to be a tight one. I'm. I'm going to say one-one draw. Making more of a prediction like Wonga, like <laughs> Wonga normally makes a Wonga prediction. Yeah. Sam <laughs> saying. <laughs> Sam saying two-nil City. Uh, Rico saying three one to United. What Rico? What 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 are you smoking, sir? Yes. Um, Come on, Rico. Wait, no, but wait. Maybe he's talking Newcastle. He's talking about the real United. Said on Newcastle no, United. No, there we go. There one, we go, Rico. The one you like, United. No, no, the real one. Newcastle United. Last game that we're going to give a prediction for is the Bournemouth versus Arsenal game because Wong is in the house. Otherwise, we wouldn't care. Am I right, Celo? Yeah, I wouldn't care. I don't even know they're playing Bournemouth. Oh. Steve Parker's going uh, to cause an upset. 1-0 to Bournemouth. 3-0 nil, nil to Arsenal. Those Climbing are, boy. Goals. Those are goals, eh? You yeah, think they're going to put another... So you're saying Fantasy League team lock and load on Arsenal players this weekend? Yeah. Shaka might just score a hat-trick. So, so, guys sorry, you, you, saw, you saw Sam, Sam had a question there at the top there. Don't, don't miss the Sam's question? question there. Where? Uh, What's Sam saying? Based on the last two game weeks... Each one name who you think has been the best signing so far. Oi. What FPL, FPL signing or no, signing the for the league. club? Oh, for the Premier League signing. Hey, so- oh, Holland. Hey, forget Holland. No, 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 no. I think I think you're right, Wonga. I, I no, sorry, sorry, sorry. For me, it's William Saliba. Oh, but that's not a new signing. Sorry. Um, ha- um Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. I say Jesus. I say, I say Jesus. Yeah, in terms of the... yeah, because Hall- technically Hall- you'd Hall- say you'd say Man City. Haaland could still survive without Haaland. Haaland yeah. had eight touches on the weekend. Mm. Eight, yes. guys. Dude, but that's all he's going to do. Because then pass to him. 
Pass him and he'll score. Eight. Pass hey, Sam, him and you Sam, still score. Sam, 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 you asked us the question. Tell us who you, who you think is the, the best signing so far. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Ngom saying 3-1 to Arsenal, so goals, more goals. Sam saying 4-0 to Arsenal, more goals. Lock and load, boys. That fan FPL Story team is calling hey, hey. some Arsenal players there. New year, new team. <laughs> I like these predictions. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I'm going to say, I'm gonna say uh, Steve, Steve Parker there too. Stevie Parker too. Upset, upset things there. Yeah? <laughs> Come on. 1-1. 1-1 draw is what I'm saying. See, I'm putting longer predictions. Ignore everything I've said today. The stub the gunners. The stub the gunners there at the top there. Impossible, guys. No, it's impossible. When he starts to get cocky like this, guys, it's a problem. The universe knows. knows. It's an Arsenal running theme joke. Get cocky, man. Humble them. Give them humble pie. Right, gents. Ngom saying Jesus for me is the best signing. Sam saying, Wonga, if you say Haaland, Jesus will stop scoring. So just remember that. He <laughs> won't be, be a savior anymore. And he's, yeah, he's saying stick with Jesus. Right, gents, final thoughts before we wrap up. Let's hear it. No, let's 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 let uh, let May United get a new new ownership and yeah, let's let's change the glazers. Glazers out. <laughs> yes, let let Ronaldo go. And and when you let him go, Chelsea must buy him. I want to see my Chelsea banging in there. And then he must yeah. score against Man United even. Patrick. <laughs> and he must go soon. <laughs> yes, at least for one of them. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. All right, gents, from a goal launch perspective, we just want to make an announcement that we will be only covering pre-match Muti moving forward. We're going to take it from there and we're going to see how things work. We want to focus our attention and efforts in terms of making this show really good and we want to make sure that you bring all your friends and family to this show instead of both shows because I see sometimes some people show on a Tuesday, show up, then they show up on a Thursday and we don't want that. We want everyone here and for everyone who's joined us, we want to say thank you. We love you. You know that and I'm looking you in the eye now. You know who you are. You know. Right, gents. How do we end the show on a Thursday? Three, two, one. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Jens. Stop it. <laughs> that's what the that's what the 